The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hey, everybody. If I asked you the question, what two makeup products could you not live without, what would your answer be? Well, mine is definitely a brow product. So whether that's a pencil or a powder or something I'm using in order to shape my brows, it's almost like I can't go out of the house without brows. That's the one thing that I know that it provides kind of that face framing for me. And the other thing would be a lipstick or a lip gloss, depending on, you know, whether it's day or night and tone and, and uh, depth of uh, color that I'm looking for. Those would definitely be the two products. And it's funny because I don't think people realize the importance of our brows. Now, factually, they're probably on our face to be able to protect our eyes from stuff running down our forehead, sweat running down our forehead, and the brows are designed to be able to kind of prevent it going into our eyes. But the truth is, from a woman's standpoint, really nicely shaped brows are the first part of being able to kind of create that canvas, frame that face. And my guest today is the brow guru. So Helena Tamargo is with us today. She works out of Marco Pelusi Salon in West Hollywood. She does on location um, and works with all kinds of different people to be able to provide them the most perfect brows. So welcome, Helena. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Now How's you, everybody. Yeah, it's you know, it's so good to have you on here, and people are actually amazed sometimes. They're like, "What do you talk about on your beauty show?" And I'm like, "Well, next week we're talking about eyebrows." And people are like, "You can do a whole show on eyebrows." I'm like, "You have no idea the depth of of information that one little tidbit can help somebody to be able to look better, feel better, and that's what this show's all about: beauty from the inside out." what it's all about. Definitely. Yeah. So you're a licensed esthetician, a certified makeup artist. you got all those wonderful credentials and everything. You've had over nine years experience in the industry. But what had you kind of tip over to the edge of being the brow guru? Um, you know, my fascination with eyebrows, because growing up, I always take it back how eyebrows really hold the expression. You know, you know when someone's mad, you know when someone's upset. Uh, you can kind of tell a little bit about someone's personality as well, like someone has like super over tweezed eyebrows, or uh, you know, they, it it really holds like the key to a person. Believe it or not, what I have found, and um, it really came about doing makeup, where I found that the glue to everything was finishing it off with a perfect eyebrow. And over time, I just kind of became really obsessed with it and working in the field of makeup, um, I was freelancing. So it was like some months I would have lots of jobs and then some months I wouldn't. 
And I ended up kind of stumbling upon a freelance gig at um, a cosmetic company that did eyebrows. And they offered me, and this was about seven years ago, they offered me the position of just doing eyebrows. So I kind of let go of the makeup and focus just on the eyebrows. And that's when I really knew that that was my calling. Oh, that is so cool. And listen, brows are a big topic right now. Like if you just are watching regular TV, the commercials that are coming on in regards in relation to cosmetics, it's not like, you know how there's like 5,000 mascara commercials? They're brow commercials now. How to be able to, you know, the, the right color, you know, how to be able to prep the brow, get the color oh, on the yeah, brow that definitely. you need. They're really, really big I mean, right brows now. brows are pretty much everything, especially I think now where... There's so many uh, products on the market that are achieving, you know, hair growth and this and that. It's more prominent that eyebrows are kind of coming back full force, where at one point we were kind of taking them off, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's great. And and you, um, everybody can see the picture, and I'll repost it again on Twitter as well. You have beautiful brows. So, but will you take us back a little bit, Helena? Will you kind of give us that give us that upbringing of you know all of a sudden beauty became your passion? Um, but what got that started? Oh yeah. Um, well, I actually my brows at one point were so thin. I mean, I shaved them off. I used to shave them and literally color them in. You know, like that was the trend. Um, and um, now, of course, um, you know, I, I've found so many ways to, like, grow my hair back, which I'll talk about that later, too. But um, that was, like, a big thing for me because I shaved my eyebrows off, and it was an accident. This was when I was really, really young. And that's when I also became kind of um, hands-on. I never have done... I've never done my eyebrows anywhere. I've only... It's only been me who does my own eyebrows. So I think that that has a lot to do with it, too, is um, having been traumatized doing that to myself at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And I saw the difference of how I look like, even though it definitely was a trend to have the really thin eyebrows, but I never meant to literally, like, take off my whole entire eyebrows. So um, I think that that really was a, a big thing. And also just working in uh, the field of beauty. I got into makeup school um, when I was in high school. And then I started having issues with my skin. So I started becoming like really fascinated with just skin in general. And then I went into esthetician school. But I realized that I didn't want to be doing facials or anything like that. Um, and then I ended up going to special effects school, actually, which is another thing that I did. And all in all, it just kind of the world of beauty, you know, from from everything, I just kind of, it was my, my calling because um, I ended up doing homeschool in high school. So I started working for a cosmetic line when I was 16 years old. So it kind of started there. And then doing everybody's makeup and doing people's eyebrows and all things like that. Um, but I think the most important thing that I found is Beyond doing makeup, you can roll out of bed, have your hair done and your eyebrows done, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, sometimes you don't even need any makeup. Like, eyebrows really are that important. So I think that that was another thing that really kind of struck a chord to the obsession and the um, the, the the voyage 
crew that I've been on. So that's how it all started because I actually got into makeup really young and then I went into esthetician school for more of understanding of the skin. Did you have problems with your skin? The hair follicle, which is why I've also mastered how to grow your hair back. Oh, and I and I definitely want to hear about that. And I know that we've we've segmented that to the second segment after our first break. So I'm sure other people will be interested in that because I think the illusion or the perception is is that once you've kind of shaved them off or you've thinned them out that much that you can't grow them back. So that is that I think will be a great little nugget for people to hear. Tell me about this special effects school that you went to. What what are you learning in special effects? Um, you know what, I, I was really, uh, I loved like sci-fi films, so I love like these prosthetic pieces that they made, and, and I really, I thought that I wanted to do that, and then I went to special effects school and I realized how hard it truly is, and um, how much time it takes, whereas eyebrows is like one, two, three, you make a huge change in someone's face. In someone's life. Instantly, uh, Special yeah. effects is awesome, but it's like, it takes time, you know? You know, I really look at those, and I'm not and I'm not denying that anything that a lot of artists, including you and me, do in beauty, um, they're not classified as artists. But that special effects, and, and even that show that's on, you know, one of the reality shows there, where they actually are creating, like, makeup. Oh, I've seen that, that yeah. Yeah, isn't that amazing? I mean, that's real art. It's incredible. That's real art. Incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not only real art, too, it's such a tedious thing to do, you know? The patience level of special effects is, like, extreme, and the imagination as well. Hmm, I bet you that's a fairly decent-paying position, though. (laughs) It is, it is, and it's um, really hard, too, to get in, because people who are, uh, you know, in special effects and working in movies and things like that, they've been doing it for years. Yeah, so it's so you know, experience. It's like yeah, experience has to have some, uh, you know, something to account for in regards to that because it's like you said, it's very tedious work. It's very hard. Um, but I really enjoy that show sometimes. I think at first it was kind of like, I think it's called Face Off. And I think at first it was like yeah, makeup. Everybody was thinking that it that it was going to be like, you know, how to transform somebody from, you know, the ugly duckling to the to the beautiful swan, right? And then all of a sudden it started taking more of this turn of like real special effects makeup and it is amazing what they can do. But, you know, yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, it really is. I can't even imagine being under pressure to that degree of having to do something in, um, you know, such a short amount of time that they give them on those type of reality shows. So. Oh, yeah. And also the discomfort that the people who have to, uh, <gasps> oh, you know, endure it. Like, for example, I remember when I was in school, I had to do a bald cap uh, on myself. And it was hot and it was sweaty. I think that day was like 90 degrees. And I was like, we took a little lunch break and I was walking up to get food and my head was sweaty, but the the glue was still very much on there, but it just felt really uncomfortable. So I literally ripped it off and my skin came off with it. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I can't. I don't think I could have the patience. You know, like when they have to put like, they literally like create like the Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You know, uh, what was that movie where he has the big, uh, the big fashion? It's so uncomfortable. I mean, you know, they, they get a lot of uh, points for that because it takes a lot. Doing it and then having to be, having it done to you, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. Well, that, yeah. So that, so you realize that was too much tedious work and everything. But go back to the aesthetic part, because you said you have, were having some problems with your skin. Was it just like, you know, growing up acne that was a concern yeah, for you? Yeah, um, I, I did. I, I had um, I had some issues with, with acne, definitely. And um, it was a big struggle for me. And the biggest struggle of all was dealing with all these doctors and dermatologists that really didn't fix it. You know, it was just constantly taking a medication, a new medication, going to another appointment. And it, it really intrigued me because I had friends, for example, who never washed their skin, who went to sleep with makeup on, and they never broke out. <laughs> they never saw all this information that they were telling me about, like, oh, you need a queen, it's this and that. So I was really intrigued, um, just the whole, the, the whole skin of being the biggest organ of how is it that um, I'm washing my face all the time, I'm using good products, my pores, how are they being clogged? What's causing it? So that's really what um, kind of made me get into the school, and I learned so much. Like, I really was able to understand that what it really boils down to when you are struggling with your skin and any type of acne is uh, your blood and your liver. So getting all those organs functioning right and cleaning your blood, cleansing it, allows your skin to always be filtered because what is a pimple? A pimple is a clogged pore. But if your blood is constantly clean, you can never have a clogged pore because you're, it, it's cleansing itself, you know? Right. And, so, I, and it took going to esthetician school to really understand the breakdown of that and the dermis and the different levels of the skin and hair follicles. Well, it's so always that was a big thing for me. Yeah, it's always what you put in your body that is going to reflect out. Oh yeah, no, yeah. totally. And you know what? Also, going back to the special effects school, that's another thing too. Going back to the eyebrows, because I remember doing some pieces and wax where I would like wax someone's eyebrow and like create a new one. You know, like just putting the wax down to create a new eyebrow. The person looked like a completely different person. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, that's interesting in regards to the um, the acne thing, because I think that there's a whole lot more kids that are dealing with acne today than there were before. I mean, even my son, I mean, oh. I never had acne. His father never had acne, um, yet, he's, oh, yeah. yet he's dealing with it. So it's it's got to be food, diet, not cleansing it's, it's inside, so and not cleansing and outside. Nobody, dermatologists don't tell you that. That's the problem. No, but I they think... They don't, because now our food has so much gluten. Um, our dairy, we don't really know where our dairy truly is coming from. So there's so much that's kind of contaminating your liver, which is not allowing you to just kind of clean yourself out, because your body's a machine. It doesn't, you know, like all these things. And that's why, in a way, too, breaking out and having issues with your skin when you have, like, you know, so many people now are dealing with, like, psoriasis, eczema. Sometimes they're blessing in disguise because it's it's your body speaking to you. It is, yeah. And and I know that there's all this external factors. So, you know, we're, we're dealing with more polluted air. We're, we're, we definitely we're, are. We're definitely not cleansing. We're also thoroughly sleep deprived. And that's another thing that I've really learned in, ah. in general with everything is um, the human growth hormone is released when you sleep. So sleep is vital for your hair growing, your nails growing, your, you know, beauty sleep, the word stems from somewhere. And and that's why we're all really sleep deprived too, just as a nation. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I really seriously am an eight hour a night girl. So 
If I don't get that, I, 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 I wish I could be an eight-hour <laughs> a night girl, and that's why I'm constantly surprised. <laughs> that is, then I'm then I'm grumpy if I'm not. Then I'm just a grumpy girl if I don't get my eight hours. So I really I really strive for that. Um, oh yeah, that, and it's so important. And and um, I was actually just watching a special about that, saying that there's nobody who cannot do eight hours. Everybody needs eight hours, unless you have some type of like crazy auto dysfunction and whatever but everybody needs eight hours and now people are running on like four hours you know and it's everybody needs eight hours yeah i i trust that i believe that i know i'm so much better if i get sleep but i understand why we're so deprived at all of this so i want to go back then to um because we've talked about your your background you know makeup artist aesthetic special effects but you know again you went right back into this into this brow world i loved when you said that the brows hold the expression yeah and it's true but you know unfortunately what's happening to our society is we're getting botox to death and then there's no expression (laughs) oh my gosh tell me about it (laughs) And I do. I think that it's like somebody can be really like I'm. I'm a very animated person when I'm speaking, um, so I know that you know I've got all these funky facial expressions going on. There's never really a good picture of me if people try to take like live pictures of me because I'm like all you know funky expressions. Um, but it's but it's part of my it's part of my style. It's it's how I'm animated, and you know if I can't have my brows kind of creating that expression because you can really tell happy sad mad and glad all from your brows definitely right yeah 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 they're, they're powerful they are very powerful so and then also you said that there's personality in it so talk to me a little bit about the personality before we take our first break yeah i mean um you know i think that you can kind of tell a lot about a person through their eyebrows you know like it Believe it or not, it really is like a personality trait. Usually, if someone has super ungroomed eyebrows, they're they're more kind of like carefree, easy. Sometimes when it's like overly, overly pleased, they're usually like very, um, what would it be, like control, you know? Mm, interesting. Like a, like a fixation. <laughs> yeah. They just can't yeah, stop. No, it really is. That's what I've really learned. And I mean... No, no offense to anybody because it's like eyebrows are a thing that we sometimes don't know, always know how to master, and that's why there's people like me who people can come to. But I do think that they they do they hold a lot of personality. That is interesting. Yeah, there is something to be said about that because I I'm certainly like I like making sure that mine are prominent on my face, but not obvious, more blended in. But a very casual, simple look. Um, I I don't have much eyebrows, and so I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to talk with you in this next segment. And I know that that you know I, I I produce these shows for a lot of consumers that have questions around beauty. But the truth is, most of the questions are questions I have around beauty. And I'm and yeah. I'm I'm even in beauty. You know, I'm I've been a licensed cosmetologist for thirty something years, and so but I'm still fascinated by what's new, what's available. What is, you know, what's the hot topic right now? And what I what we do know and it, at this point is that brows are the topic for sure. So, yeah. So let me ask my guests again. What two beauty products could you not live without? And if you want to tweet me, you can tweet me at Bonnie Bonadeo One. Share anything on Facebook. I'm at Beauty Inside and Out Show 
on Facebook. And uh, if you if you are also interested in being a guest on this show, you can email me at bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com like Helena is today. So, Helena, we're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, I want to know all the down and dirty details, all the different ways that we can enhance our brows. What specifically you do in order to in order to call yourself that beauty guru? Like, what are your tricks of the trade for the perfect brow? And um, and uh, any of the new products or services that are coming out in order for us to have the most amazing brows ever. So we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. My guest today is Helena Tamargo, and she is a licensed esthetician, certified makeup artist. She's been through special effects school, um, but she really kind of took herself down a very narrow part of our industry and beauty field to being to being the brow specialist. And I'm not sure that people understand the power and impact of your eyebrows. I mean, we kind of know the purpose of why we're there. Maybe some of you don't. But in regards to the face framing and being able to kind of create that full look or even just the opportunity to be able to enhance expression, enhance the eyes and everything, brows are the way to go. And I loved what you said here, Helena, in regards to your motto. If you look good, then you feel good, then you do good. And Most I, definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I really, that is so true because, you know, you can feel good and not look good and it still does kind of create that disconnection with others. You can look good and not feel good and people can kind of bring support you in that expression for you to feel better on the inside. But all of it together, you can do really triple great things. Threat. Yeah, triple, triple threat. threat. That's right. So, okay, so we are going to get down and dirty here with brows. First of all, because brows are so popular right now, what's the trend in brows? And what do you consider to be the perfect brow? You know, um, the trend is <laughs> right now a very lush brow, uh, very thick, which I think is a, sometimes could be a problem because I like to always resort to, like how I said, um, I used to have really thin eyebrows, and at one point it was a trend. But just like fashion, um, you know, you can... Ten years pass, and you look back, and it's like, whoa, what was I thinking? But then there's those things that just never go out of style, that always are going to look good. So I think it's very important, even though right now these full, luscious brows are in. You know, not all of us look good with these huge brows, and sometimes you see people with, like, this 
like almost like a, a square just completely filled in. So I think it's about the facial size is a huge influential factor um, when it comes to achieving, you know, your, your perfect brow. Because everybody has a different eyebrow. There's no one perfect eyebrow. And I think that that is the the struggle with the trend that's happening right now. Yeah, and I mean, I there's... I find that a lot of people want these huge eyebrows and it's like it doesn't look soft on them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you have you have some really nice thick eyebrows, and um, you know obviously that is the trend right now. But you did share that they that you what did you do? Did you pluck them? Did you wax them? What was your trick to I, get them thin? I plucked them. I shaved them. I would shave them and literally like fill them in. I was like into that shape and like that look, you know. Um, and then what I did is just kind of which is what everybody has to do you go into brow rehab what i like to call <laughs> brow and rehab. um usually <laughs> unless you're 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 mastering that that craft which i have mastered with the art of eyebrows you could do it on your own but really you need somebody to do it with you and you need to keep your eyebrows on a, a regimen of being done every four weeks so removing hair that needs to go and keeping the hair that needs to stay um because there's a pattern to the hair follicle but there is that which you have to do, and it takes a lot of patience because your eyebrows can grow. A lot of times, I get clients that have overtweezed their eyebrows, and you could tell their eyebrow is just like not the, their perfect eyebrow. It's completely like off, you know. Yeah. So you have to kind of uh, go and really be patient, but um, also. There's things like castor oil, which really, believe it or not, really work. Uh, there's another product that I love, uh, Revita Brow. Not Revita Lash, though, the Revita Brow, because I think there's a different ingredient in the Revita Brow. That will really help um, if people are trying to grow them back from being over-tweezed or waxed at, you know, the wrong places, because that's a whole another thing, too. People need to stop getting their eyebrows done at nail salons. So you want to get your eyebrows done specifically where eyebrows are done not where there's a, a melting pot of things being done because yeah. that's a whole another thing because there is a science to the eyebrow so find um, a, find a really good brow specialist like you are exactly yeah definitely yeah, yeah. but for me um yeah I, I had to kind of go into brow rehab and really be careful with um, the way that I treat my eyebrows and kind of understanding my face and also understanding where the hair follicle was still alive and, and willing to grow and allow it to kind of grow. You know, and it takes time. It really does. Yeah. There's well, a lot of, like, that temptation of, like, oh, that looks like a stray. But, you know. You got to let it, you got to just kind of let them be and stuff like that. Now, if people have been waxing their brows for a really long time, is does the waxing kind of deaden that area and, and that follicle? Definitely, yes. So, yes. so there still is an opportunity if maybe they're doing the Revita Brow or castor oil as as a enhancer? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and not only that, but getting your eyebrows done makes them grow just as trimming your hair makes your hair grow. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a big misconception because I've had clients who... You know, because I've, I've done eyebrows now for nine years, so I've seen eyebrows completely change. But I have clients that come to me and they're like, trust me, my eyebrows will not grow. I've let them grow for two years and I haven't done them. And I'm like, well, there you go. That's why they're not growing. So I think it's also, there is those times where you wax them so long that 
the hair follicles dead, but there's always that chance of it being revived by getting them done properly. So the thing is, it's removing hair that needs to go, leaving hair that needs to stay, because you can have one hair that doesn't make sense to you, but it's effect- removing that hair is affecting the hair that can grow above it or by it. Oh, okay. You know so, what I mean? So, it's so, br- so really, by- there's brow management to be done here. Yeah, there's always brow management, and until that brow management is done, you'll never really know. That's why it's there's always hope, you know? Yeah, especially if you're looking for thicker filler, because I kind of have, like, personally, I have, you know, I got, like, you know, good brows from the inner part of my eye to the mid part of my eye. I have no brow from the mid part to the, you know, outer part of my eye. Yeah, and sometimes, too, just naturally, um, especially, like, the outer part, it just get, tends to sometimes thin out, but um, doing things like the castor oil and the divided brow, those things will really will strengthen it. I even had a client who I personally have never used this, but she did it and it worked for her. She did revide a brow, uh, not revide a brow, but um, Rogaine. Sorry, Rogaine. Oh, Rogaine. I have, um, I have little, heard like, of that. Uh, like eyeshadow brush, and she would put it on her ends, and it yeah. worked. Yeah, so she we just like the follicle treatment. Right. Like you just want to you just want to caution anybody in regards to like the Revita brow is designed for the brows, but anything else it that is, yeah. anything else that you're using there could be great results from it. You just want to be careful because you are still around the eye area. So what would you do exactly. with castor oil? Is it the same thing just apply a little bit on a brush and and yeah, paint and it on? Oil, yep, and it's totally all natural. You could even do it in your lashes and you know what? The thing with castor oil, my mom taught me that when I was really young. And, um, you know, it works. I mean, I swear by it. I really do. All right. Sometimes well, that's a, that's a good kitchen tip. They don't work, but sometimes they do. Yeah. So get find a good specialist. Start committing to once a month of managing the brow, going into brow rehab, as you said. Um, because yes. because what happens is you're right. There's a tendency to think, oh, it's a stray hair, and we're going to get rid of it. And then, but yet it would support the brow look if you kind of allowed things to grow in a little bit. Yeah, and it will also support kind of understanding how your brows are supposed to look because the hair cycles every thirty days. So in in order for for it to be woken up, if you're not getting any new growth, you need to stimulate it. And to stimulate it, you need to remove what needs to go, keep what needs to stay. Yeah, good point. That's a really good point. Okay, so let's talk about, um, well, let's talk, let's stay on this topic right here and talk about it. Because you said you had very thin and you had very thick. Was it the castor oil and the Revita brow that was kind of your secrets to getting these beautiful thick brows that you have? Um, no, I personally never used Revita brow, so I never used that one. I have clients who use that. The castor oil definitely did help, but really what helped me is um, doing exactly what I do to the clients, where it's like I left hair, even if it looked weird, and removed hair that needed to go. Left hair, and I would do my eyebrows every 30 days, which is another thing that um, is a big, big um, thing to be aware of, too. You don't want to be bouncing around from person to person when you're Mm -hmm. doing your eyebrows either, because there is that kind of understanding where someone who did your hair knows like, okay, that hair wasn't there that last time that you came. So now we need to leave that hair. Oh, we need to remove that hair. So that's another thing too. Yeah. So the script, you know? Yeah. So when you say do your brows, what exactly are you doing? 
Um, me personally, I wax my own brows, I thread my own brows, and I treat my own brows. So I do a little mixture of all three. Perfect. And and I would back in those days, I would apply castor oil too at night. Yeah, good. Well, let's talk about all of these options here. So let's go from like, you know, the the just temporary thing like pencils and powders. Um, and all these new products that are coming out by these cosmetic companies that, you know, can help paint on brows in a sense is what I'll say, the cosmetic side of it. So pencils, powders, let's go down the cosmetic side. What can people do in order to kind of create a more uh, stunning brow? You know what? Now on the market, there is some incredible products. Um, There really is. Um, I know Benefit Cosmetics, they have one product called Gimme Brow which I'm personally obsessed with, um, it has like little fibers in it. So what happens is you kind of put them on your eyebrow and those little fibers adhere to the skin and to the hair that you already have. So it kind of creates the illusion of a, a real brow as opposed to sometimes with these like wax pencils or even with the powders, there's not much dimension because mm. it's just like being, it, it's adhering to the it's skin. It's like being painted so, on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, good. And what was that product called again? That product is called Gimme Brow. Gimme Brow. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that. It's it's amazing. I love it. It's okay. one of the best. Good. Good. So, and then you've got powder, but if you use a powder um, application, you need the right tool. You do. Um, I, I think it's really important to have a nice, like, angled brush. It makes it a lot easier. Um to apply it, um, and I also think that um, when it comes to powder, too, you need to get the right color because there's there's really when you sometimes when, there's a there's a few lines that have a lot of variety, but a lot of times when you're going, it's like there's like three colors: light brown, dark brown, and whatever other color there Darker. is. You know, yeah, <laughs> and that has a lot to do with it because it doesn't match. There's so many different tones. Mm-hmm. So I think when it comes to a powder, you really want to incorporate the powder and something else because your brows are never going to be really 100% on point with just the powder. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, color is a big thing. I remember when my mother did her brows back in the day. And, again, this this is that era where they were really thin and very round, um, you know, kind of clown brows. Um, and I remember her always using a pencil, and the pencil was always, she has like, you know, dark, beautiful dark brown hair, and the pencil was always too orange. It had too much yeah, red yeah. in it. And I think what scared people is if they looked at a pencil that looked gray, they would think they were putting on gray brows. But the truth is, is that if you're using a pencil or a powder, it needs to have more of an ash tone than a warm tone. Yeah, especially if your hair is more ashy, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you have red but, hair but or very, also, yeah. Um, uh, there's a few other brands like um, Anastasia, I know, and Benefit has it too. They're called 3D Tone. So it kind of um, adds different colors. So right. if you do, and you know, that's why, like I said, like, it's really important to incorporate it with something else because they don't. They don't have those perfect colors. Right. So if you are of really light hair, you don't want to go necessarily with really dark brows unless you're trying to create a a, 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 a dramatic evening, you know, type of look. Then, For sure. Then yeah. you can kind of cross over. But I think that 
the, the motto is basically keeping everything classic. You want to be able to take a picture and 10 years later look back on that picture and still look good. You want to look soft. You want to look welcoming. You know, you want to look good regardless of whatever era it is. Yeah, and... And, you know, you need to go a, maybe a shade or two darker than what your natural color is if you're light because you still want the brows to look prominent. You can't have, like, blonde brows and expect that that structure and that fa- framing that it could take. So you want to go a little bit darker than that. But I think the problem I have with people's brows is you're right. Now, I um, work with the Look Good, Feel Better uh, group, which is, you know, women with cancer that have gone through chemotherapy, and of course, they've lost their hair. And the always yeah. the big amazement, Helena, is teaching them how to be able to put on brows, because they nobody realizes how important brows are to your face structure until you don't have them. Definitely, and then they're yeah. like, wow, I don't even look like my, I look sick without brows. That's what they would say. I look like I have cancer because I don't have brows. I could put a wig on and people, you know, they might know it's a wig, but at least it's hair and, and that I can get away with it. But without brows, that is when I, that was when I realized I have cancer and I feel sick. So when, yeah. you know, to be able to teach them to be able to put on a brow and, uh, and, and then what everybody had always said to me every time I did one of these classes, what they'd say to me is nobody's ever taught me to really do makeup, first of all. This is like my first makeup class and I'm 50-something years old or whatever. Um, but they were like the most important part was I now understand how important the brow is. Yeah. And no, it would it really be teaching them because, because you know, they, 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 the, a lot of companies uh, donate product to these women and they get this beautiful gift of makeup. So, you know, for if anybody that's, that it might be going through chemotherapy right now, check into the Look Good, Feel Better program. You'll get a free class on makeup and you get a bag of really great makeup. And so what might be in there is a pencil. And so then you just have to teach them how to be able to use that pencil. And it was kind of teaching them, um, and then you can you can help me here too, but I kind of taught them how to just do little strokes like they were literally penciling on hair instead of just drawing a line. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and the same thing the same thing with powder. And, and that's really what it's about is um, because that's another thing a lot of times it's exactly that. Filling them in properly. Mm-hmm. Good. Now I want to I want to get to um, some of these other other techniques and stuff like that. So I, I, maybe these kind of qualify more in the service. Um, microblading, threading, um, tweezing, waxing. So those would be kind of more in the services. And so we have a couple of minutes to be able to tap into one of those before our break, and then we'll touch on the rest of them after we come back. But which one did yeah. you want to start with, Helena? Um, I'm whichever one you'd like. I don't mind. Well, I think um, I think traditionally we all have probably tweezed our eyebrows and you know found that one stray brow and we're like ah, I got to get rid of it type of thing. And we might have a tendency, I think, to over tweeze and everything. But let's talk about the threading before we go to break. Yeah, um, the threading is pretty much just a different method of waxing. Um, a lot of times nowadays, people are using retin A, or they're doing lots of peels and. Uh, the thing is with waxing is uh, it adheres to the skin, so it's also kind of exfoliating you. Oh. So that's the cool thing with threading, that threading is kind of like a fast tweezing. So you would literally have thread. Now, this is something that I see a lot done in um, uh, Eastern European countries, Middle yeah. Middle East countries, that where they're, it's literally thread. And they're kind of the way that they're holding the thread is creating that exfoliation process. Oh yeah, and they and on the, they do like full bodies out there. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, that would be a lot yeah, of work. Yeah, I've seen some things on YouTube where I'm like, whoa. Because let me tell you, it's, it is painful. Writing is not a walk in the park. That's yeah, no, sure. because you can feel the pull. You can feel kind of yeah. the, the pull um, that's happening in there. Good. So you can, so you thread your clients. So what is, so waxing, tweezing, yeah, um, I threading? Yeah, I clients if they can't wax. Okay, yeah. And why wouldn't they be able to wax? Just because sensitivity? Yeah, sensitivity and then using retin-A, um, peels, sometimes lasers too that are exfoliating you. Oh, yes. But but I'm also very weary about the threading. Um, a lot of times there's so many like thread bars everywhere, like even in the middle of the mall. And you have to be really careful because the thing with threading, it's very sharp and it can take a lot of hair out. And I find a lot of the times when people get their eyebrows thinned out, it's usually through a bad threading. Mm. So I think that you know, you do have to be really careful when you do get them threaded. Like when I thread eyebrows, I still always tweeze close to the shape because I don't want to risk removing a hair that needs to be there. Good. Well, we're going to take a break right now. And when we come back from our break, Helene is going to share with us, like, you know, maybe a couple different tips and tricks of, um, you know, how to be able to design the perfect brow or how to find that perfect brow specialist. Because, you know, we have to, we still are going to be doing things at home, but how do we find that perfect brow specialist? And then I want to talk about just some other trends in beauty, skin, hair, and makeup, or any of those things that you're seeing based on uh, you being in West Hollywood, where you're at, what's what's sparking your interest? What are the some of the trends that you're leaning towards for yourself and your clients? All right, we'll be right back. Yeah. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, Finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hello, back here with my guest, Helena Tamargo, and she is a brow guru, brow specialist. And we have talked about just about everything you could talk about with brows, and yet there's still more to talk about here. So I loved in the very first segment how you talked about the brows hold the expression for us and it's true because you really can see emotion um with somebody with their brows um i loved how you were able to kind of define personalities with the brows and up to this point helena we've talked about waxing tweezing threading 
pencils and powders, and then you recommended the benefit product called Gimme Brow, which I am definitely going to go out and try that one. Um, and I do have the um, the the Revita Brow. I haven't started using it yet, and because you know, I just. I'm a creature of habit, but I guess I, I would like to see if it could actually grow hair. So I'm going to try that and the castor oil. So thank you for those really great ideas. And, yeah. you know, it, we, we talked about how, you know, if you want thicker, fuller brows, because that's what's kind of the trend right now, that you got to go into brow rehab and, and find that specialist. So I want to talk about microblading really quick, because that seems to be a very hot topic. And I'm not sure that all my listeners know what microblading is. Yes, um, it is. I'm going to start doing microblading, actually. I'm still just doing, you know, my research on it because I find that um, a lot of times, like, over time, sometimes the ink changes colors. So mm-hmm. um, I right. definitely, uh, I'm all about it. I think it's great. I think it's amazing because before people were doing the tattoo, and the tattoo is something that I think looks just way too harsh. Yeah. There's no, you know, dimension. The microblading is kind of uh, creating the illusion of hair. Right. So, so you're... it's really cool. Um, I think it's also important, too, to, if you are interested in doing that, again, going to someone who has been shaping eyebrows. Because nowadays you see people who are doing this, which is, it's it lasts about two years. Sometimes it could last less or longer, but you're stuck with that shape. So you want to go to someone who understands the symmetry of the face and the brow bone structure and, you know, going back to um, the facial size and everything. Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, if you go on to Instagram, Pinterest, those those type of uh, social sites, and then you uh, pull up microblading or brow specialists or eyebrows, you'll see people that do this microblading technique. And, and you know, and I just want to warn all my listeners in regards to this because they're taking before and after pictures, but they're literally before they do the service and right after they do the service. So you're going to see sensitivity on the skin, kind of the reddening of the skin. But at least it will give you an idea of the depth, the shape, and then kind of how the design of the tattooing looks like mini hairs. Yeah. Yeah, so so it's cool. All right, so you're going to be a specialist in that in no time soon. I can see that coming up for you. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's an option for a lot of people, and I and I actually have some friends that had it done, and and they've had it done well. And but you're right about that. You want to be cautionary with what products they're using because even if it if even if it's like a nice neutral tone um, starting out, because it is considered kind of this tattooing process, like any type of dyes under the skin that they're going to they could turn off color or fade to something that maybe is less desirable. Um, so, you know, all all my listeners, do your research on that. Um, or, you know, uh, contact Helena and uh, as she's kind of um, expanding her repertoire of services and everything, she might be able to help you out with that too. So before we go oh, any yeah, before we go any further, Helena, let's let's give our listeners how they can find you um, socially or directly. Yeah, you can find me socially at um, www.helenatamargo.com. You can find me as well on Facebook, um, Helena Tamargo, and on Instagram, Helena Tamargo. Perfect. And Tamargo is T-A-R-M, no, T-A-M-A-R-G-O. R-G-O. Tamargo, just like it sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Good. So, yeah. So you, and you're at the Marco Pelusi 
um, salon in West Hollywood. That's where they, people can make appointments. So if you're in that West Hollywood or California area, um, certainly look into Helena being your brow specialist as well. All right. Oh, yeah, definitely. You can make an appointment right through my site, too. Very oh, easy. Perfect. Good. And that was at HelenaTamargo.com, right? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Now, let's give let's give our listeners a couple tips. So if they were going to want to shape their brows at home, what are a few tidbits and tips and tricks that you can tell them in order to shape the best brow? Um, I think it's really important to kind of measure your eyebrow with your eyes. So I like to do what I call the ABC. So you want your eyebrows to start aligned with your nose. You want them to arch at, like, the end of your iris, and you want them to pretty much end at the end of your eye. Okay. And once you kind of get that breakdown, you can start understanding the width with your forehead to your brow bone, you know, um, just kind of before you you do anything, understanding your, your face. Yeah, so if you have a, like, I have a short uh, uh, forehead. So a huge brow would be a little overwhelming for my short forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. okay. Good. And and you could see that just by, like, if you were to take a picture. And I think that's also a really important thing. Like, why not? Now we have these cell phones where you could easily take selfies. Like, take selfies, you know? Well, you can... Take selfies. Listen, there's... The difference of how it looks. There's probably an app out there that, that you can try on different brows, I know that Cam um, Cam Makeup has an app where you can put on different lipsticks. Maybe they have brows on there. Yes, but going back to that, um, I'm not really too fond of those things. It's kind of like stencils because that, again, is defeating from your perfect brow. It's letting you know that, like, this is how your brow is supposed to look when our brows are all individually made for us. Right, right. Yeah, that's So that's good. another thing. It's like your perfect brow. There is no perfect brow out there. You know, there is like, there, there's trends, but at the same time, there's trends in everything. But mm-hmm. really to achieve that beauty within and from the exterior to kind of really, you know, get those eyes going because the eyes are the windows to the soul, you know, you have to really get your perfect eyebrow. Yeah. Now, what if somebody is looking for that brow specialist and they're not in West Hollywood or in that Southern California region, um, so they're going to try and find somebody? What would you? What would be the recommendations for them to find the perfect brow specialist? Um, you know, now it's so awesome because now we have things like Yelp and um, online, you know, presence where people have comments and reviews and you can see their work. So I think that that's really important is uh, find someone who specializes in that field and seeing, you know, what other people think about them, seeing their work, everything. And I think, too, that's with everything. Now that we oh, yeah. are the Internet and our phones, we could do that, you know? We can look we up can any... We can go to the best doctors. We can go yeah. to the best... You know, you want to go to a psychic. There's so many psychics. You could find the best one by reading the reviews. Uh, when it comes to shopping, this, that, I think it's really important to use the tools that are given to us. We're so lucky to live in this day and age where we could see. 
Right. The right. track record yeah. and who we're going to. And it creates that sellable approach right then and there. You you get good reviews and you like the pictures, then you know, that's the person that you're gonna feel more confident and trust to be able to do that. But definitely find somebody that specializes in brows or a location that specializes in brows and then um, you know, within that environment, within that location and that venue, um, you know, find the right person that's gonna meet your needs. But I loved what you said too, go to the same person. Be consistent with the yeah, same person. Don't just do what's first available. Pop around and like you can't do that. Yeah, that makes a lot of you sense. You know, it's kind of like when you're getting your car service. Like you don't want to keep going to different people because what's going to happen is someone's going to end up messing your car up. Yeah, or yeah. you know, like your nails, your your manicure it changes. If you're a religious, every two weeks your nail bed with the same person changes. Your nails start getting stronger, looking nicer. If you bounce from place to place, you might end up getting a fungus on your nail. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you got to be careful with that. Well, let's talk about, because you are also in the makeup field, even though you specialize in brows. Let's talk about some of the trends that are coming out for spring, summer, because I'll tell you what. I mean, I live in Phoenix, but it has been cold here, and I know that over in California, you guys have been getting lots of rain. I was just over there last we weekend. We have, yeah. We this, need it, though. It's been yeah. beautiful. We do need it. Um, I just flew over there for the, uh, the Long Beach show, and um, in... Uh, the ISSE Long Beach show, and so it, yes. it, the, the weather was beautiful while I was there over the weekend, but um, I'm ready for spring and summer. That's what I got to say. I'm ready for spring and summer. So what are some of the trends in makeup and and uh, that you can share with us so that not only can we have, you know, this great brow look, but what are, what's also next with it? Because, you know, you know how the saying goes. It's like if brows is going to be a, something that's more predominant, then you want to kind of de-emphasize a lot of other heavy makeup or, or focal points. Yeah, and I think right now it's all about minimalism. I think right now it's about really being healthy, looking healthy, looking fresh. Um, you know, less is more. I'm a big believer less is more. Like, I think if you have blue eyes, for example, you should kind of stay away from black mascara. Start going with plum and brown, and I'm telling you, your eyes will pop. I've been wearing, you know, I've been um, wearing purple mascara. Illuminate your skin, but but at the same time, you have people who naturally have oily skin, and they they have so many highlighters that their skin just looks way. It's like a light bulb. So <laughs> I think you have to also go with what works for you. Yeah. Going back to like that's why it's hard when we talk about trends because there is so many trends, but that doesn't mean that they work for us. Right. Yeah. But I I do like the fact that things are going to they're a little less shiny. Um, yeah. lip, lipsticks are going more matte. Um, you know, I know for me, it's like, I just, I, I try not to wear a lot of shadow, but something that just kind of emphasize, creates, creates kind of, kind of an even palette with it. But then I'll put more emphasis on my, on my brows. And then I've been wearing purple mascara, like you just said, and I'm loving it. Oh yeah. It really makes your eyes pop. But I think also with makeup, it's like, Get crazy, you know. Like it's all about like trying new lipsticks. As like, long you're right, because you can wash it off. Out of your comfort zone. Yeah, you can wash it off. I, I think that's the biggest trend right now. You know, we're living in this crazy time right now. It's like you know what, kind of play around, have fun. 
Yeah, good. Have fun. But I definitely think less is more. Okay. Less gonna, is always more. I am I am taking that to heart, Helena. Less is more. And I love that. And it, and for definitely a natural look. So I want to, I really want to thank you for being a guest on here and sharing with us everything we need to know about creating the ideal brow for ourselves because it it is. Each and every one of us has a very unique brow. Thank you for being here. So if you want to find Helena, you've got questions, you want more information, you can reach her at her website, Helena Tamargo. Dot com. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Helena Tamargo as well. Helena, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much, yeah. So me. here's the connection here. You're going to have perfect brows, and then what you're going to do is you're going to take a really good selfie picture, and then you're going to put it on Match.com because next week mm-hmm. I have the yeah. founder of Match.com that's coming on. We're going to do a little Valentine special, How to Find Love. Uh, he no longer is with with Match.com, but he was the original founder of it, and he's got a fabulous story as to why he created that type of online technology. And, of course, we know where, you know, it's like he was like the first one. We know where it's gone from here. There are so many different dating sites on here, but um, we're going to find out a little bit about the history of how that all started and um, and what he's up to now. So join us next week. As we talk to the, the founder of Match.com, and uh, we continue to share all the things that create beauty from the inside out. And remember, it's always about being you in beauty. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.